can light that star in San Marcos. It's a Bobcat winner and a repeat Sunbelt Conference Championship for the Bobcats. Right down the middle, struck him out. As the Bobcats have knocked off the top ranked team of the country in their house. And uh, again, we are, we're always here to tell the stories of the student athletes uh, at Texas State. Last week, had a chance to visit with women's basketball star Jedi Henson. One of the sports we haven't talked to enough athletes uh, with has been Texas State track and field, you know, and, and we probably should because the program has been uh, really good, a number of really tremendous student athletes, you know, competing in the program. And one of those athletes is our guest for this week's podcast, Daniel Harold, who is a standout hurdler and sprinter. Uh, for the program, uh, both in the indoor and in the outdoor. In fact, uh, earlier this month was named as the Sunbelt Conference Track Athlete of the Week after posting an incredible 60-meter hurdle time of 7.71 seconds. That is a school record and currently the third fastest time in the nation this year. He joins us now on the podcast. Daniel, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's just awesome to be here. We're happy to tell your story, you know, Daniel. And, um, you know, this is your third year with the program. Your career began at Southern, uh, but again, you're now here at um, Texas State. Uh, as I said, you, you know, not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, you had this outstanding performance in, in the uh, 60 meter hurdles. So, as you kind of look at, um, you know, your career so far, you know, what have you liked about your time at Texas State? Uh, honestly, I've loved it here. Uh, I've had, you know, plenty of opportunity. Uh, one of the greatest things uh, since being here is really just the accessibility to resources. Um, I feel like there's so much help around, you know, in my academics, athletically. You know, I've, I've gotten everything that I need, and that's contributed heavily, like, to my success here at Texas State. You know, I mentioned your career started at uh, Southern. You know, you were there and then uh, transferred in 2021. If you mm -hmm. can, tell me what went into the decision for you to transfer from Southern to here. Well, transferring from Southern to Texas State was really just me wanting to be closer to home. Mm -hmm. um, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So me going to Louisiana, you know, was taking a very broad step in my future. And, uh, I just got really homesick, so I needed a better opportunity. And I had a teammate, um, former high school teammate that was on Texas State track and field team at the time, Trayvon Mays, um, one of my close brothers. And, uh, you know, push come to shove, <laughs> I had an opportunity here at Texas State. You know, when I came and toured and uh, did my official visit, you know, I fell in love with the river. I fell in love with that 200-meter view from the track, and I've been yeah. sold since then. You know, I look at what you've done since you've been here. I mentioned what happened just a couple of weeks ago, but you kind of look at your career, you know, the entire scope of the 10 fastest times in program history in the 60-meter hurdles. You own nine of them to include, you know, the top time. You're the reigning Sunbelt uh, Conference champion in the event. You also own the school record in the 110-meter hurdles, uh, personal best of uh, well under 14 seconds. You also, you also compete in the outdoor uh, events as well. So um, you know, when you did first come here three years ago, and obviously every athlete thinks they're going to you know, enjoy a lot of success, but did you foresee this level of success for you? Absolutely. Um, 
you know, when I came into the program, you know, I looked at it as a new opportunity, a new environment. Um, and I'm in my home state. So, you know, like I said, uh, I was really grateful for the abundance of resources that were here. And that being, you know, my teammate Trayvon Mays at the time, um, when we get around each other, you know, it's just success. Uh, it kind of follows each other. So, you know, I, I, think I knew that that would happen uh, regardless of where I ended up. But I'm glad that I did come to Texas State. As you said, you're from Houston, Texas, and I look at your background. Your dad was a track and field coach. Your sisters both competed in track and field. So you, you kind of grew up around the sport. What was the upbringing like for you in terms of your of you finally getting involved, you know, as an athlete? Well, you know, uh, Brian, I, I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, I wasn't always a huge track fan. <laughs> it was hard to watch track meets, let me say that. Um, one part, though, that I always did enjoy was the hurdles. And I just remember growing up, my dad always going to Texas Relays. And, you know, once the 110 hurdles was over, I was ready to go home. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I was definitely around the sport, involved in the sport. But uh, my push really just came for me wanting to be a part of something that I could kind of build within myself. And uh, track is a very self-driven sport um, where a lot of the accountability falls on you, you know, not your coaches or your teammates. It's really all the up to you and the work that you put in and that's something that I was really looking for out of athletics so that was my big push in the track. You know you bring up a great point because a lot of people growing up you know they get into the sports that are you know super popular football basketball baseball you know um, sports like that track and field you don't hear a lot of people you know growing up wanting to get involved it's, it's not a sport that gets a ton of exposure right the only time anybody tends to talk about it on a national stage is the Olympics. So that's once every four years kind of thing. It's not something we consume, you know, every day, every week, like we do, you know, football, for example. So, um, you know, uh, for, for you, um, you mentioned how, how big your family was in getting you involved, but uh, you know, what is that? What was it like for you to finally get that interest in it for a sport that doesn't get a whole lot of popularity? I mean, for me, my interest was really driven on personal success. You know, track is one sport where our fate isn't measured by wins and losses. You know, it's measured by small increments of time. Yeah. Um, and you may or may not win when you do get that time. Because, you know, I could run a PB but still lose a race. But I'll still feel just as great as someone that just won a championship because I've been working months, you know, trying to run faster, essentially. So, um that's that's something that that is very huge in the sport you know i know you're obviously always pushing yourself because it feels like you're competing against yourself you say you're always trying to beat your your previous times or records but also you know when i've talked to track athletes you know they're they're, they're pushed by uh, one another by they're not necessarily their competitors but your teammates and i look at dominic yancey you mm -hmm. know who's a part of this track and field program he's he's been here for a while he has excelled you know here at texas state I understand that the two of you have gotten pretty close. Tell me about uh, your relationship with Dominic Gancy. Oh, man, Dom is, a, is an awesome guy. Um, just yin and yang. That's, that's honestly what I could say, uh, two peas in a pod. <laughs> we really just uh, feed off of each other's energy and uh, definitely push each other to excel at practice. Um, you know, we're always competitive um, in reps and practice. Even at competitions, we get competitive. Um, you know, Don might mention, you know, he'll come down to the hurdles or I mention I'll go up to the 400, you know, just all kinds of, of a playful chatter back and forth. But uh, as far as like just pushing each other, uh, that's something that, you know, I've been grateful for. 
to have out of out of the relationship that me and Dom. But it's really been a brotherhood. Um, you know, outside of track, you know, me and Dom hang out and stuff. And uh, he's just an awesome guy all around. Uh, works hard, handles his business, and he's like a track enthusiast. Is is what I'd say. Um, this is somebody that 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 deep dives into the sport, knows the ins and out mechanics, even the health side, dietary needs. He, he's just that guy. He, he's him is what I say. <laughs> so uh, do I understand this too, that both of you have ambitions to compete in the Olympics? You know what? Um, how much is that driving the two of you? Uh, man, absolutely. So, I mean, we try not to get too involved on what's ahead because sometimes you could be blinded and not really absorb what's happening in the present moment. Track is a sport where you have to be present um, because if you're thinking too far ahead, you won't be able to handle the job, you know, in that moment. So, yes, the Olympics, you know, and being professional is the ultimate goal, but we just try to take it day by day and uh, just get better week by week um, and ultimately just just excel, you know, every time we do step on the track and be present every moment and every opportunity that we do get so that we can reach the ultimate goal. You know, I look at your 110-meter uh, uh, hurdle time, your personal best. I think it's like 13.74 to have that right or pretty close to it. Six, 13.6. So, okay, 13.6. <laughs> so uh, the, the Olympic kind of pace is, I think, 13.2-something, 13.3. Yeah, 13.2 or 13.3, yeah. So you're not far off from that. Um, what do you think it's going to take for you – to ultimately, you know, uh, hit that threshold and and be somebody who can you know, qualify for the Olympics. Uh, you know, for me, I'm a very faith-driven young man, and uh, so I know that it'll happen um, when it's time. And uh, I've opened up the best that I ever have in my entire life. Um, this year alone, I've run consistently fast, and I feel like I've reached a barrier that's about to be broken down, um, especially time-wise, speed-wise, and even training-wise, I'm at a much better place than I have been ever. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a special year. Um, the Olympics is another opportunity that's, you know, approaching. But 13-6 um, and 13-3 um, really could just be your start. It could be how you're finishing, how you're leaning, you know, just the small things that that, I, that I've, I've paid very close attention to detail preparing myself for this season that – I know that I'll be more than enough to be in the runnings. Let's get to know you a little bit outside the track. And uh, you're a major at Texas State, kind of close to my heart, because I got the same degree when I was here. Mass Comm, what is yes. it that uh, you're looking to do with that? Uh, so I just recently graduated uh, with my degree in mass communication with a, a, specif with a specification in public relations. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I've had the opportunity to come back to grad school. I'm also back in MassCom um, just to explore the other avenues of, of things. But I've always had a nick for problem solving, which is what kind of drew me close to public relations. And uh, being in track and field, being in the sport, um, experiencing two different divisions, two different types of colleges, um, I definitely would want to get into the sports side of thing and the sports management thing because – you know, I've seen a lot of athletes uh, experience very, very traumatic things um, and very heartbreaking things that were near and dear to me that really drive my passion. I want to give back to the sport when I do, you know, hang the, hang the spikes up. So uh, I definitely plan on getting into some type of athletic directing um, or maybe even coaching. <laughs> Who knows? 
I do know that, you know, if you decide maybe to go to me the media route, you do well with it. One, you know, you're killing the interview right now. But two, um, you have, you know, a YouTube channel, you know, and with that, you know, you create a lot of music. Your yeah. rapper name, I, 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 I want to hear the story about this because I heard a little <laughs> bit about it. It's in a, yeah. you, you, you're MC inappropriate. Tell me yeah. about that. All right. So. MC Inappropriate is something that started when I was younger. Uh, me and my siblings, we used to freestyle a lot. You know, my parents weren't home. My parents, very hard workers. Uh, you know, shout out to them. Um, they work very hard, which is, you know, inspired me in turn in my life. But uh, when they weren't home, you know, me and my siblings, I'm the youngest of four. Um, we used to play around a lot. And rapping is just one of those things that we did. Freestyling was just something that happened you know, when my parents weren't home and I always was pretty good at it. So, uh, that, that, that's pretty much where MC inappropriate came from. And, uh, I stuck with the name because it's cliche. Um, I think that the person I've become is, you know, very far from inappropriate and the things that I do rap about, you know, are, are far from it. So I just think it's a cliche name and that's what I really love about it. Um, and it sticks. Um, I actually have a song, Bobcats, that I made about Texas State. <laughs> it's out now on YouTube. Daniel Earl. We're going to have to give that a listen for sure, you know, on your YouTube channel. How many songs have you created? Oh, wow. I actually have uh, I have one full album. Um, it's called Golden Child, which is pretty much a story about my life. Um, and I have a couple singles out on YouTube. But I have three albums that I need to record and work on. But uh, they're, they're in the vault. So I have some projects in the vault. I couldn't give you a for sure number. If I had to say I have maybe about 80 songs that I haven't even recorded or or uh or mastered but uh i have i have I have some some songs in the vault definitely you know you mentioned a lot of these songs are kind of about you and your life and uh i do understand that there is a documentary about you that was done recently and that's on youtube as well what's yes. in the, tell me about the documentary uh so the documentary was an opportunity uh that presented itself really just for me going to class one day, you know, being a good student. But uh, I had a Texas State student reach out um, that was interested in covering my story pretty much. But the documentary is about uh, my journeys thus far leading up to the Olympics and how I'm preparing myself um, for, you know, this Olympic season. Well, Daniel, uh, where, where can we find? Is it on your YouTube channel? Where's the documentary? No, so it's on a page. It's called Sunny Presents uh, on YouTube, uh, and it's called Daniel Harrell's Story. It should pop up. It's the only thing called Daniel Harrell's Story on YouTube um, that, that can be found there. All right, so that's how we find the documentary. And again, yeah. your YouTube channel is what? Yeah, my, my YouTube channel channel is just Daniel Harold. Um There's a Dr. Daniel Harold on there, but then there's <laughs> just Daniel Harold. <laughs> um <laughs> And I've got about eight videos up. Well, good stuff. Hey, we're definitely going to be checking out the YouTube channel, you know, some of your albums. Going to have to watch the documentary. You know, we've had a chance to get to know you a little bit here in these 15 minutes, but there's a lot more to the story of Daniel Harold than 15 minutes can cover. Daniel, this has been great getting to know you, man. Again, I feel bad. I, don't, I, I haven't reached out to more track of athletes because – you guys work so hard, as hard as any student athletes here. And there's some great stories to tell within the program to include yours. I can't wait to see how things wrap up for you here in this 2024 year. And I uh, look forward to uh, hearing more about the Daniel Harold story. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and uh, giving me a chance to 
to, to be on this wonderful outlet. Yeah, there, there you have it. Well, that again, Daniel Harold, our guest on this week's episode of the State Sub Podcast. For Daniel, MC Inappropriate, I'm Ray Freeman, <laughs> reminding you to keep your stakes up, and we'll see you next time. Eat them up, cats. <laughs>